0: Thank you guys for having me this morning. It's still in the morning. All the adults have their coffee ready for a good day. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Uh, as Brendan said, my name is Jordan and I have uh, a wife. We've been married for three years and we got married the eve of the Conception in 2019. And we have uh, Zali, after St. Charles' mom, uh, we have a little girl named Zali who just turned two this past month. And then we just had uh, Gustin who so that is all a testimony in and of itself, right there, of God's mercy and grace. That has done in my life. So, um, and what's really cool, my wife was actually Chaldean, which is Iraqi Catholic. So, in their right of the Catholic Church, they baptize and confirm even their infants. So, my children received the sacrament that you guys are heading to in two weeks from today. So, it's been amazing to see just the transformation of what God does through His Body, the Church, um, and. I'm just so excited for you guys. And what you guys are adding up to, I, I feel like sometimes in, in the church, we get to this part of this part of our faith, where it's this one sacrament, we don't receive it again. We receive it for one time, one time only in two weeks. And sometimes we can think of it as the end. This is just another thing that I do as a Catholic. But this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of a life filled with God's love for you. And to be transformed and to live a life of happiness and freedom that ultimately comes from holiness and intimacy with Jesus, right? So um, I'm just so excited for you guys. So just very briefly, <laughs> testimony, testimony can take like an hour. But um, I grew up, I was baptized Catholic at the age of four, and then we never did anything in the faith. So I grew up basically with no faith at all. I didn't even know what Christmas or Easter really was. So um, I ultimately, my life was with sports, and I went and played football. Division II program in Fair Rapids, and there I had two major knee injuries that ultimately, in that moment, in those times, I had a lot of brokenness. I thought I would find happiness through doing whatever I wanted, right? That's kind of what the world teaches us. And to be truly free is to be able to do whatever you want and to be happy, but ultimately, that led to a, a, a whole life of filled with selfishness. And brokenness, and that only led to even more and more anxiety. I even had depression, um, and I'm just like, "What's what's going on, right?" And this is a time that I didn't even know Jesus. So really, it was kind of a life of despair. <laughs> I came to play football, and now it's taken away from me. What do I do now? Ultimately, God got me into accounting in college, and I was able to move to Detroit in 2015. And me you and know, my sister started going to a non-denominational church. And then my sister one day said, "Hey." I'm going to go to the RCA program at St. Mary's and write a little, you want to do it with me? And I was like, heck no, Catholics are crazy. <laughs> and she's like, well, you can just do it just, just to support me. For, so for those seven months, my mind was blown to the beauty and the truth and the goodness and just the, the love of God that he has given fully in this Catholic church, the body of Christ. Um, I started reading the Church Fathers, and I was like, by the time the Easter of 2017 came around, where I was going to be um, receiving my first communion and uh, confirmation, I was all headspace. I was like, wow, this is the church that Jesus founded, and he's right here in the Eucharist, but that's all it was, just headspace. The the sacraments. The sacraments radically transformed my life in the summer of 2017. Ultimately, in that encounter with Jesus, I began finding freedom from all of my bad habits, my addictions, my things, the things I couldn't get rid of, the fears I had about other people, myself, the world. All of those things were starting to be healed over the course of 2017. So radically so that I was healed that I started, was like, I have to be a priest. So I started doing the sermon weekends in the spring of 2018. And then I had just really briefly had a a very powerful encounter with Mary at Lord's France, where she appeared in St. Bernadette in the 1850s. And she said, you're gonna be a husband and a father someday. So me and Devin started dating after that and then allowed to marriage and kids and all those things. In the midst of me, my healing in 2017, started hearing more and more about the charisms and the, the power of the Holy Spirit in people's lives. I'm hearing testimonies of people being healed by Jesus now, today. Not just in the New Testament time, but today. People being healed of cancer, people who couldn't walk walking, deaf ears them blind eyes open. And I was like, where is this happening? Because I don't see it in the church that I'm going to at least. And so I started getting involved in partner ministries. And August 30th of 2017, I saw my first physical healing. At that point in time, I've never prayed for healing before. I was downtown Detroit. It was a Wednesday night at a, a young Catholic professional's event. And I ran to a homeless man named Tony. He couldn't straighten his arm. He couldn't, his knee He had a bad knee. And I said, heard people pray for healing, and I think I overheard how they do it, so I was doing, Holy Spirit, come, in Jesus' name, I will be healed. He gets straightened. My eyes are, you know, wide, and like, this really just happened, and then his knee, it wasn't 100%, but they were, we were jogging down drink time, <laughs> me and Tony. And that was the another step in the death of the Holy Spirit that I began being just, well, what was so beautiful, though, wasn't just the healing But ultimately, my heart was transformed where I had compassion for the people around me. The homeless man I used to just walk by, I was like, that's that's my brother on the street. That's my sister who might be hurting. That's somebody who doesn't know that they love. So my heart was transformed interiorly before it became mission-based, right? So it really was from being transformed interiorly. So let me just grab my notes real quick. (laughs) What I love to do... If for all of our sacraments and about the church, is bring this in the context of the gospel. Sometimes we can hear the, the sacraments and be like, this is just another thing that we do on the side. This is actually part of God's plan to bring you into deeper relationship and conformity to them for your holiness and happiness. Okay? So, what is the gospel? You were created out of love, for love, to be in communion with love. But through the deception of the evil one, we felt, we believed it alive, we didn't think that God was good. So we fell into the, this good, creation, but it's broken. There's lies, there's division, there's sin and death that we are under the slavery of St. Paul's says. But Jesus, the eternal son, the eternal son who created everything, who, who created you, took on our humanity, shared our sufferings and our death so that we can share his life and his divinity so we can be transformed by that. That sounds beautiful, but how does he do it? through the Holy Spirit. Ultimately, what Christ came to do is to bring a new creation. He's going he's gonna to restore the entire universe. But you know who he restored first? was humanity. <laughs> to restore our hearts. To transform our, our hearts. So, what is confirmation? There's two, two specific things that the church says that I really want to draw out. First is that it's an increase in profession of baptismal graces. Okay, who likes chocolate milk? Anybody like chocolate milk? Okay, this is an analogy I heard before. At baptism, you receive all the chocolate syrup in the milk. At confirmation, it gets stirred up. It consumes your whole life, <laughs> and you become more flavorful. Right? So in baptism, remember that, that concept of new creation, old creation, falling to decay, and that Christ came into the heal. New creation. Now we're in Christ. He's transformed us. First, what is baptism? A rebirth. We're born again to divinity. We're born again into a relationship with God. What is confirmation? It is the increase of that that we can share with the world. Okay. The second thing is a perpetuation of Pentecost. Does everybody know what Pentecost was? When the Holy Spirit fell on the apostles. But what were they doing in the upper room? They were afraid. They were fearful of the world. And but Jesus says this to the end of Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, after the resurrection, right before the ascension. He says, "Go into the city." And wait there until I clothe you with power from on high. Clothe you with power from on high. So he said, in the midst of your fear of the world, of other people's opinions and all those things, there he's gonna pour out his love. We're gonna be transformed before you even go out on a mission. Okay? But isn't that so beautiful? Think about the new creation again. At the very beginning, this was this confirmation, the Sabbath you is even two weeks from now. This is not an afterthought of God. This is a plan from all eternity that you're going to receive this beautiful Sabbath. At the very beginning, Adam and Eve, were in perfect purity of heart and love and with each other, themselves, and with God. After the fall, it says that they were naked and ashamed and they hid <laughs> themselves. Okay? They hid themselves. So it was, they, they were clothed, in another sense, with purity of heart. And then after the fall, in fear, they hid themselves from each other because they couldn't trust each, each other they couldn't trust themselves. Clothed themselves, right? They are hiding themselves interiorly of their heart, and they hid themselves from God. But what does Jesus say? I came so that you would be clothed with power from on high. You're becoming a new creation in Christ. You're being clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit, which ultimately is to first transform your heart, right? I'm going to go back to my notes really quick. So, It's not really our focus. It's first an interior focus. Sometimes we come to Christ, Jesus, can you change my circumstances? The world around me. But Jesus says, no, I want to change you first. So your circumstances might not change. The world around us, they forgot what love is. The world, the culture right now, they forgot what love is. And it is in us that first receives that love, and that's what St. Paul says, is that, the Holy Spirit, the love of God has been poured into our hearts crying out, ah, the Father. So we become new creations, children of God, in Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, so that the world would know what love is, and ultimately who is love, who is God, right? So it's an interior transformation first. So, ultimately, like, especially at your guys' age, I just try to take myself back. I was battling some real hard, heavy stuff. Guys' age, and all the adults in this room can testify to you as well that ultimately all those things you can still battle with throughout your whole life. So I'm not coming to you like, hey, I was your age once, and don't don't worry about your guys' stuff anymore. Once you get to this age, everything will be fun. We all struggle with having fear and being driven out of fear. What? What are people to think about me? What are What if people you know gossip about me? What if? What if I don't go along with the crowd? Right? That's fear. Or, yeah, what they're doing is wrong. What they're doing isn't for their good. But, I just don't want to say anything. So what is ultimately in our hearts, sometimes in this broken world, is fear and indifference. But the opposite of fear and indifference is love. In this sacrament, you're going to know how loved you are. And I truly believe God's going to break off fear and indifference in your heart. So that you'll know how loved you are, but should will ultimately transform your relationship with your friends, your family, the people around you, the way that you look at people, just like Jesus radically transformed my life the way that I view people, and me led to what I do now. <laughs> right? And I continue to see Jesus' work. I, I'm a CPA. It's a certified public accountant. <laughs> been doing that for seven to eight years. And I've seen Jesus heal in the workplace. A, a girl that I worked with had carpal tunnel, like very bad arthritis. She said her pain level was 12 out of 10. The doctor's going to figure it out. She's had it for two years. Prayed her for this one time. Fully healed. On the spot. I've seen a kid who was a senior in high school. He was going to play basketball at Saginaw, had bad knees. Really bad knees. And through forgiving his dad of a particular situation that happened, he was fully healed on the spot. His doctor said, all the fluid in your knees are gone. He was so transformed by that you didn't even know if he wanted to go play basketball anymore That's that, I it. He just wanted to know people how well they are. Right? Um, this is the power of the sacrament, the grace in the, in the body of Christ. That will help for it. But what I tell you this when I received confirmation, I felt nothing. I really pray that you guys feel the Holy Spirit come upon you during confirmation when the bishop is laying his hands on him, right? And you're getting anointed. I pray that you feel his presence in a tangible way. But if you don't, that's okay. I didn't either. And yet I was transformed. Because the sacraments are not magic, right? The church actually uses a beautiful uh, scripture passage where the woman tried to touch the, the garment of Jesus. It says that, swarmed him, But she, with faith, came and touched him. And he said, Who touched me? I felt power leave me. And they're like, Jesus, what are you talking about? Everybody's touching me. And he's like, No, but this woman touched me with faith. This woman touched me with love. So you come to the sacrament, and I really do pray that you feel an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and, you, and you are going to be gifted all the virtues of faith, hope, and love, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the into of the Holy Spirit. That's going to be placed on your life. But ultimately, is a response as well. Like, Jesus, I'm all yours. You know? So, the Holy Spirit, just very briefly, to kind of wrap this up, the Holy Spirit, ooh, it's inexhaustible what the Holy Spirit does. He's the entire life of the church, right? He's the entire life of bringing people to know truth, goodness, and beauty, and ultimately will love us. He is the one that conforms us to Jesus. He makes us children of God. He transforms us. Right? Right? He gives us freedom. He reveals and he glorifies Jesus through us. He teaches us how to pray. We don't even know how to pray, St. Paul says. Right? Each prayer, come Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray. Come Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray. In the morning, I I invite you to start your day. Come Holy Spirit, first day. Thank you Jesus for another day, come Holy Spirit. Throughout the day, have conversations with the Holy Spirit. Ultimately, what I've found to be so powerful too, is I've told you some pretty amazing things of how the Holy Spirit has moved in very powerful, tangible ways. One time I went to Trinidad and Tobago for a Jesus Explosion conference. Me and my buddy Father Patrick got me up, and there was 24 hours straight where every single person we prayed for was healed. We've seen hundreds of healings, hundreds of physical healings. There was a woman who had uh, she had a tumor, Whew! It dissolved. <laughs> that ear is open. These are miraculous things. But St. Paul says that you could do all these things, and yet without love, we're nothing. So that's miraculous things that I pray that you guys see in your lifetime. Um, And pray, right? You don't have to have a charisma for healing to see healing. Jesus says, Those who believe in my name will lay their hands on the sick and they'll power. So you can pray for anybody and expect to see healing, even if you don't have a charisma. Sometimes you'll see healing, sometimes you don't. But ultimately, you're going to be moving out of love, right? Every single moment, we're offered an opportunity. Holy Spirit, what's the greatest path of love right now? Some days you get home from school, uh, my mom's asking me to do the dishes, I just rather go, you know, play a video game or something like that. Holy Spirit, what's the greatest path of love right now? Joyfully, mom, I'll do the dishes with you. You want to do it with me? Right? Those are transformative moments of the Holy Spirit so that you would actually live a life of happiness which is ultimately rooted in what we see in Jesus. That you would give your life Remain unseen, even like St. Joseph. But right there, you know that God is looking at you. And what was the card that I got? St. Saint, um, Saint, uh, Francis de Sales talking about divine providence and to not care about being seen. That's the Holy Spirit moving in my life. Like, hey, boom, don't care about being seen. Just move in love. Even if nobody sees it, I see it. You know? Um, So what I want to leave you with is the the mission of Jesus. He says in Luke 4, after he's baptized, and then he goes to his hometown, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointing me to proclaim the good news to the poor. Right? To heal the sick, the brokenhearted. That's our mission. That's our mission. But, it's ultimately, he heals your heart first. He heals our woundedness first. So it's not merely a i got to go do more things. It's a Holy Spirit, you're going to renew me, and that's going to transform my life. So it's, And it's not just the end of the thing that you do as a Catholic, this is the very beginning. So, we're going to be clothed. You're going to be clothed in two weeks from now, with power from the high. That chocolate syrup is going to be stirred up. You can become more and more alive in God. You'll know the love of God you'll move from fear and difference to love. Right? Are you guys all following me? Alright, alright, that's good, that's good. So the last thing you to do is just the world, and oftentimes we can forget what love is. What love is. But, he who is love is going to pour himself out on you, in that perpetuation of Pentecost, that is confirmation, so that you even just being who you are, not doing more things, just being who you are, a child of God, knowing that you're loved, that radiates out of your face in joy. People are going to know there's something different about this person. And ultimately, they're going to be like, they must know that they're loved. And in that, we're going to reveal to the world, again, what truly love is. And that's God himself, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, from all eternity, that he, he has invited you into, right? Amen.